Work in radio. I'm pretty good at self-editing <laughs> as I talk. There so. you go. Yes, you're <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we're now back on another episode of the St. Paul Filmcast, and guests get to dedicate the episode. So, Miss Shannon, what would you like to dedicate this episode to? Well, the thing most top of mind right now is the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg to me. Yes. Um, so I would like to uh, make sure we do a giant rest in honor to uh, the notorious RBG. Um when I was growing up, I used to think I was going to be an attorney, and so she was important to me for a number of reasons. So yeah. definitely rest in honor, Justice Ginsburg. Wonderful. I love it. All right, we're back with Miss Shannon. Um, before we get started, I'll let you know that I have a YouTube channel called Kyle and Nick on Film. So if you want to know what I look like, I'm on YouTube, Kyle and Nick on Film. Um, my guest also has a variety of platforms, and we'll probably get to where you can probably see herself, too, because you, right. you can see us in this episode. <laughs> so I'd like to welcome the very famous Miss Shannon. <laughs> local famous, Nick. Local, local famous. famous. Right. I say local famous. <laughs> I'm trying to get very famous. At least a little. Uh, I want to yeah. at least aspire to regional fame. That's what there, I did. Yes. yes. Baby steps. Baby That'll steps, work. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have another podcast. Yes. Um, so uh, the podcast that I'm working on right now, is, uh, it's been a, a hard project for quite some time. We have the Be Our Geek podcast. That's me yep. and my really good friend, Jayton Satia, the executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. And he and yeah. I have known each other since college. So We'll attach we that on our Twitter feed if people want to find it. And Definitely. Put so it in the link. Just yep. look for Be Our Geek. Um, and we do that. So usually it's Jayton and I uh, talking about the typical geekly things. But then we also have a guest geek on, like when you were kind enough to join us as well, where yes! we let you do um, just whatever it is that makes you squee is what we usually talk about. <laughs> yeah. And since our show is usually only like 45 minutes, it's hard sometimes with some of our broad spectrum geek friends to get them to narrow down to one thing. I'm like, I know you could talk about these six things. Just pick one for today. We'll invite you back if you want to come it's, back. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. They have such, oh, I do this, I do this, I do that as well. Right. Um, what is upcoming upcoming for you? What are you looking you forward know, to? You know, well, the biggest things that I'm working on right now is that we, um, along with some shows in town, like I, I'm going to be part of the Pay Gap Comedy and Music Festival that's coming up uh, very soon, uh, and that's going to be an outdoor festival. Uh, that'll be up on the 26th, and you can still get tickets to that. And then I'll be at Acme soon, so there are some live opportunities to see me again perform. So. And me in Minneapolis? Yes. Oh, I love that place. Yes. Yeah, so that's actually my home club. And that was the first place I, I ever uh, did an open mic because I went there when I was in college. Because it does, it's, it does seem a little bit intimate. But it can be big too, right? I mean, technically, when it was at capacity before, it seated 300 people, and yeah. so now what they're doing with all of our social distancing guideline is that they've paired it back to about a quarter of capacity. And the other thing that they've done, and some of the other clubs have not done this, is that there's a streaming ver uh, ver uh, version of it too. So okay. you can buy virtual tickets, and they send you a Zoom link. Wonderful. So if you're not in the position where you want to be uh, out and about yet, but you still want to enjoy some laughs, that's a great opportunity for you to do so. One of the last times I went was um, the famous comedian Greg Proops was yes. there. But the person who introduced him actually, she slipped up and said, Greg Poops. Of course, of course. <laughs> And I'm and sure he like, came in and he's like, happens. Happens all the time. Right. He goes, I'm really, really thinking about changing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Like, I've been poops for a long time. Maybe I'm aging out of being poops. So, <laughs> No, we're very fortunate, um, you know, uh, for some place to... The thing about comedy and being a, a stand-up comedian is that, yeah. you know, you you it's... It's one of those um, spaces where you want it to be open to a variety of creativity, but because it does have so much going on, it it's also not, also not always the safest space for people. Right, you're and kind so, of right, out in the open. You're super out there, and it's also one of those things that there was a particular variety of comedy that was super focused on for generations. And so now that a lot of us aren't in that world, it's been an adjustment period for the industry to go, no, all these other voices are important too and still funny. And, and, you know, there's, there's room to have more than one female comedian or more than one, um, non-hetero comedian or more than one BIPOC comedian like yeah. all of these stories are valid and so it's nice to watch the the whole industry just grow and expand and we're you know we're like a lot of things like the acting industry and everything where there's just been a lot of changes yes yes which yeah. are all for the you know all going to be for the best in the long run but it's growing pains it's growing I, pains well I remember in the 90s it was how vulgar can you get exactly and yeah. then later on it was how much observation that you can right. do right Mm -hmm. How visceral, and, and now right. it's, I think it's coming back to yeah having the have the little bit of a story to right. it, right? And now there are some very very talented writers that have figured out how to craft these jokes and tell stories in a um, a different way and from a different perspective. And it's just yeah. going, you know what? There's a market out there for that, so Wonderful. I enjoy it. I'm glad I get to still do it. So and the other thing is that back to changes, um, I. A series of performances that I was going to do in person over Mother's Day, you know, we were going to film them and then kind of turn them into a mini series. And we ended up making a streaming series instead. Yeah. And that's my comedy through the chaos. And so that was a good learning experience because what I really wanted was a TV show. Um, but I'm used to producing live events and, and doing things in radio and audio things. So to figure out how to produce and executive produce a streaming TV show. Okay. That was that was fascinating, and I'm glad we got up and running. I'm very proud of what we managed to create. <laughs> and uh, we're in the, the process now where we're reshooting some pieces of it because the world was literally on fire, Nick, when we were doing this show. Yes, we, a couple. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, I, it yeah. was lit. I mean, I mean, literally, like, during some of the episodes, we would put stuff on hold because – you know, there was all of the unrest after the killing of George Floyd, and, and it was, wasn't was safe for people to leave their homes or to come right. in and out. So we're, we're recutting some things and, and putting a different spin on it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what we come up with, and that's going to be on Amazon Prime. Good. So I have to, it, it, being, you've always been an extrovert? Yes, yes. Yeah. In, in some ways, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, and I've been pretty extroverted, extroverted my whole life. Like I was always Miss Joyner yeah. kid and in a lot of different things. And so it wasn't always, okay, I'm going to grow up and be funny, but I was out. theatrical and out you know, my whole life. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure it's something that almost seems natural to you. It does. It yeah. does. You know, I even have my moments. Like one of the things that's been a blessing and surprise is that we canceled the Minnesota State Fair because all my jobs converged to the right. Minnesota State Fair. If everybody remembers, you were you're yeah, there with I'm them. All the things. I mean, I, I do stuff. The TV station that I work at part time, yeah. I'm there. The radio station's there. There's usually I'm hosting a stage and there's a comedy aspect, so I'm at the yeah. fair like the whole time. And so it was good to not. That's that's when if you want to know when a, even a a, a true <laughs> extrovert gets overwhelmed, it's stuff like that. 
You know, because, having 100,000 people wandering around you and all of that energy and all its variations, yeah. I'm worn out by the time the fair is done every year. I have an unpopular opinion, but I think the state fair has kind of been outgrown. It is too small of an area, and they have no really place to grow. Right. That's one thing they don't want to talk about, but I think it's... It's just well, between the parking and the capacity issues, yeah. and there's some days like every, you know, you're excited when you get a record day, but that means that it's literally body to body and a yeah. sea of humanity, and the lines are incredible. And so, um, and I don't remember that being that as a kid in the 80s, how massively packed it was. Right. Even when I moved here in like the 90s, I don't remember it being that busy. And so yeah. I think that it's great that we have provided access to the point that people are traveling from so far and they make <laughs> such a, uh, a destination of it. But it is pretty full. So we'll see if they use this year as a, a year to kind of rebuild and change some things and see what's going on. How many times have you done, how, how many times have you done the fair? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I started... I, you know, I haven't actually done the math, but I bet you I'm coming up because I started when I was an intern at KDWB here in the Twin Cities. Okay. And so I worked there and then I must have, I'm just going <laughs> to I didn't mean guess. to trip you up. I'm no, sorry. No, I didn't. No, I'm just guessing because my kid's 12 and I did it before he was around. So I bet you I'm coming up on 20 years 20 for years, sure. 20 years. 20 years and you know, some iteration of working there with only like missing in that span, missing two years. There was one year when I switched jobs at one radio station and yeah. I didn't have to go and I didn't get around to it, so I didn't. And then the year I moved down to Austin, Texas when I was doing a morning show down there. And so we didn't come back up just to go to the fair. Now, I heard that fair is marvelous. It is marvelous. It's different because technically it's over a longer period of time. Yeah, it's and so it's all long. spread out. Yeah, so it's like some like three weeks. Like it's a really long time. <laughs> It's a, it's a, you think we have a long run. Yeah. So technically we do have one of the largest fairs in the country if you go per capita. And also if you go about the amount of bodies that we have in that uh, short time period that yep. we have. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny the things that Minnesota gets known for and what we usually are pretty good at. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's not any place to grow where the yeah. state fairgrounds are. So, so I think it's, a, it's a something they have to address, like either mm -hmm. we move or we start getting bigger real estate because yeah. it's, it's you go you're right you go in there yeah. on a Saturday and it's elbow to elbow right and I think that that has caused kind of this well that's part of the reason why it's so special like for the businesses that want to be in there and 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 it's really one of those things like when you go like I go on a regular basis so I probably have seen a lot of stuff that other people haven't because most people go maybe one two days at the most and how much are you really gonna get to. You know, no, I'm right. like, here's some little nook and cranny that nobody else knew about that you're like, I'm like, over here, there's this thing that well, I, I'm, I'm old. So I'm setting my routine. I go to my mm -hmm. specific entrance. Mm -hmm. I do this, this and this. And by noon, I have that. And then I have my taffy. That's most I people. Yeah. People have their things. They Everybody has their favorite. <laughs> yes. You know, everybody has their I it doesn't count as a success unless I do X. <laughs> and so that's how everybody has. So they yes, have a thing. You know, I feel so exposed. Right. My favorite thing there is a weird thing, though. I love the llama costume contest that the 4-H kids do. That's Shut my favorite. Up, you haven't seen that, Nick? Well, I'm set in my routine. I'm oh, sorry. my gosh. So one day every year, because there's all this stuff going on at the 4-H building all the time. So yeah. that's what we all the all the cute animals and, and not just real the birthing animals, stuff. Yeah. Real animals. So all of the 4-H kids have these things. And one of the things they have is they have this llama costume contest. So they, <laughs> they dress them all up and then they do a parade. And so you can go and you see them do a parade inside one of the the, yeah. the food. I mean the the animal buildings. Yeah. And 
It's just fascinating. It's fascinating and the creativity and and llamas are odd animals because they're either in a really good mood or in the worst mood ever. Like yeah, there's they're no really in up or really down. Right. And so no- when they're down, they're just giving the business to those poor kids. So, <laughs> yes, so I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah. go ahead, 4-H kids. So my one little story before we move on is I love horses and oh, okay. I always mm-hmm. I, I have a secret fun. I don't I like to do the go racetrack and I like to go to the horse barn and there was a cute little. Um, house, horse ranch. They had all the stables full, and they had all their prize horses all in a row. But they brought their mini horse with them, and he had uh. his own stable, and his name was Me Too. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. So, so w- if you yeah. didn't live in the city, would you have like a a hobby farm with some horses on it? I would, but I know the amount of effort know, they are. Effort and okay. time it is, and I've heard from many people who have horses. It is. It is profound, hard mm-hmm. to separate from them when they go. Uh-huh. It is. It's far more deeper than having a dog. Or cat. Oh, okay, fair enough. And fair it's enough. Really, if you can accept that, mm-hmm. that is really. It's really because they all have very distinct personalities. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're yeah. definitely losing a family member if something yeah. happens. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. If, yeah. If I wasn't living in the cities, I mm-hmm. would probably have a little, not a, not a huge, one or two. Yeah, we'd like a stable with a couple. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you? No, I am not an animal person. I'm a cat person. So that's right. pretty much the the generality of where I live as far as that goes. Yeah. I grew up on a chicken ranch, and so we had animals. Like, we had chickens and all the different kinds of poultry and fowls that you could have and lots of dogs and cats. And, and, and you can kind of do that in Arizona because we had, like, a lot of property, and it was all spread out, and they didn't yeah. always have to – they're not as so contained as they are right. here yeah. in, the, in yeah. Minnesota. Um but it did make me go, I am not, uh, I don't want to be, I want to be a city girl. Like, I like my first ring suburb lifestyle with my one pet and my plants, you know, and my kid. That's enough. I don't want to be responsible for all these other living creatures, yeah. you know, in my, at this point in my life. And and I'm totally okay with that. I am not the, whenever I see somebody like on a dating profile and they're like, do all the outdoor things. I'm like, we are not going to get along that much. I like dabbling. In the outdoors. That's right. That's how I would. Yeah, like, yeah, I dabble. Like I'll go camp on occasion, you know, or we can yeah. go wander around a nice nature trail. But I'm not trying to live outdoors. No, anymore. I, I, I think that's all. Like getting away for a couple of days is far more appealing. I like the city because if you got to go to the grocery store, it's only a few blocks away. Right. You know, and yeah. I, you know, honestly, I'm just aging into the when people go, "What are your hobbies?" I'm like, I like playing my video games and wandering around and, and doing that stuff. And yeah. they're not the most. Uh, I figure out how to get my activity in in other ways. You know, it's not like right. I don't work out and I don't do that stuff. But, yeah, I'm not going to be all grizzly Adamsing it and trying to live out in a cabin. And I don't care that I have a cabin or not. I don't I don't do video games anymore. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. It, it's a, it was a very profound addiction for me. Ah, that's fair. It, mm-hmm. it would not, especially when I was working at the factory, I'd go home and just play video games. And then you look at your clock and you're like, it's midnight. Right. I haven't eaten eight yet. Right. And you're like, I got to go back to work at six. And you're mm-hmm. like... That was my week of just consumed right. in that world. And it's because a little bit maybe because my world wasn't, my reality wasn't as nice. So right. you want to get away. Mm-hmm. And then I just had It's to very get... escapism. And, yeah. you, and then eventually. I could def- check myself. If you do some, especially if you do some of those multiplayer games, you build part of that community and yeah. that's a reality. Yeah. And, and that's, I, that's, I, that's when I left because I knew if I was still doing it, I would that would eat up my world. I don't currently do any console gaming right now, although I do have a console. My lifestyle is, you know, I'm busy with my kid. If the TV's on, then he's watching it. It's not mom's playing her PS4. 
Um, I still like dabbling in that, and there's some games yeah. that I'm sure I would like. And and single Shannon played a lot more of those things. So all mine are mobile games that I play now. So okay, they live on my phone. So they're good. Okay, you're you're yeah. waiting for a meeting to start to do that. And and some of them, like there was one I used to be a lot more engaged in and I tapped out of it because I know how I am because I don't have a completely addictive personality but I am very type A in that I want things to be right and if you you know if okay you need yeah to, the order yeah and so when you know if, you know this one and I'm still in a variety of this alliance but I play this one you know it, and you have on a Marvel shirt I play one called Marvel Contest of Champions I heard which, about this and it's basically Street Fighter with Marvel comic book characters about this so well, it's yeah. dope I like it and that's why I wanted to play it because I just the completion of me just wanted to collect and be able to play with these Marvel characters yeah, yeah. so I played by myself for quite some time and then uh, a couple of my friends they were playing and they're like you should join our alliance I'm like nah I'm not joining any alliances and they're like no we're really chill I'm like I'm not chill it's not about you so of course I joined and it was cool for a while and then eventually I ended up running the alliance and you were like what now I'm in charge exactly and I had like so then I had notebooks and spreadsheets and I had to send out messages to people to remind them to do stuff and just man and I and I did that for a while and then was already feeling that I had allowed it to turn into a part-time job instead of recreation and honestly, there was a day, and this was a couple of years ago now, um, one of our Alliance members, this woman like pissed me off really bad. <laughs> and it like, and it was a morning, I was having a yeah. good morning, yeah, I was yeah, hanging out with my kid, and then she pissed me off, and I was gonna kick her out, and I remember how much it really affected my mood. And I was like, I'm qu- I quit, because we had started a mini Alliance for friends, family, yeah. new accounts. So it's the uber chill one. And so I kind of log into our chat and I tell the other officers, yeah, I'm going to move over to the training alliance. And they're like, what is it because she and this? I'm like, yes, but no, it was more how do I feel about this game that's just a game. And it's supposed to be if I'm taking it this seriously that somebody that I barely know only from the game pisses me off that bad. I needed to look at my you know, check myself. So I went, now I'm still, I still play, but I play very leisurely now in comparison. Right. And I do chess on my phone. And yeah. Some other the stuff. other games that I play are, I play, I, you know, they're like, I play Pokemon Go and Wizards United, Wizards Unite. So you just okay. wander around and you get to catch things and do spells on your phone. So it's chill. You know, it's another game that's chill that you either play it or you don't. And then I play this anime based fashion battle game so part of my job is to look at other pretty things that people made these suits and go oh that one's pretty i like that you know kind of thing so it's soothing so the only game i have that requires adrenaline i guess and that you you get mad and want to throw your phone is contest of champions so that once i was able to take a step back right oh there's sometimes because sometimes because you can't do stuff it's hard where you're like i suck today and like i never feel like i suck when i'm playing love nikki and i my outfit (laughs) I'm like, this outfit is pretty. You know, it's very soothing. So, yeah, I just Animal had to take Crossing, a different thing. Right. Animal Crossing, yeah, that would be the kind of thing that I'm like, yeah. just, you know, catching Pokemon, I just do the task. I'm like, oh, neat, I caught it. But if I don't, it's like playing golf by yourself. There's nobody to get mad at except for you. So it's fine. Yeah, and I have to tell you, um, being an ex-referee, football referee for mm-hmm. 20 years, referees love golf mm. because there is no – Lobbying the rules. The right. rules are the rules. Right. There is no negotiating about it. Right. And then there's no audience. It's mm-hmm. just rules. And yep. that's what it is. And you and, go. And you go. And mm-hmm. it's quiet. Yes. Referees love golf. <laughs> I understand that. I understand. <laughs> like my, yeah. my, me playing Pokemon Go and, and Wizards Unite, that has been very 
mentally freeing for me as well. Because okay. there, I mean, there are just they're just completionist collection games. But I mean, there were days that you know, if I was having a rough time with my kid and we were all stressed out. Then I'm like, I'd get him off to school, and then I would just walk up and down the parkway with my headphones on, with my music playing, yeah. catching Pokemon. Because there's, it's just, it's leisurely. It's an activity. Yeah, it's, it's just an activity. activity. And yeah. I don't have a dog right now, so I'm like, most people get to go walk their dog. I get to go walk my Pokemon, and that's what I do. You just, I'm like, I need to get some, I need to get in some kilometers to make this thing happen. Cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna wander around for a while until this egg hatches. So. Even though the whole, all the stuff, the activities, and this is a movie podcast, are you still able to watch a lot of movies? You Keep know, up to date, especially when you can't go to the theater. And- I, you know, I, I, I am, I am more likely to be behind because I okay. did like that um, destination programming of going and seeing something that I thought was really important to see, and it's so easy to have it get put away because of where we're at right now. Because you know, it's it makes you really value what your adulting and your free time was. And so that was one of the things that I did with my adulting and my free time. Cause my kid didn't necessarily like the same movies that I like anyway. Um, so and that's a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And so, right. So I'm like, okay, so when I wasn't, he wasn't with me, I would go see these movies. And so now it's harder to find that two hour block and, or find that, you know, where do I put it right now? And it'll get better. I mean, right now I think it's also, um, that combination of I have less adulting alone time because of yeah. the way things are working with COVID, but also it's that adulting alone time is filled with other things because our work is so compressed because there was a lot of things that I was doing that were on the schedule for like March, April, and, 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 and May. And it's flipped. And it's flipped and it pushed. And so a lot of that stuff pushed to this farther in the year. So I'm just – Oddly yeah, weird, busy right now, and it's just you know, and I'm happy to be working and doing all of this. Oh, stuff. sure. Yeah. It's just I don't have as much leisure time as I normally would. Because no. um, Jaden and I had talked about this. We're both movie people. I mean, I you know my you know my other job or one of my <laughs> one yeah. of the pods of jobs I have is doing stuff with the Twin Cities Film Fest. So yep. I am a giant fan of films, and yeah. we even had to start. We had to make a game of watching series. So that we would start doing it like he and I had made up a, a, a game called Pass the Password and we, you know, basically give each other series homework assignments because we realize that all we do watch is movies. We don't like even yeah. series that we're both pretty sure we'll like. We just didn't really watch. I think, it, yeah, I'm, I'm a, more of a movie yeah. oriented person mm-hmm. and not really sitcom television. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. the same way. So I've been very to... open in life. I didn't, I didn't I start out with not having a TV at home. Uh-huh. And then you know, we have to go to movies for yeah. your entertainment. And I I went through phases where I always had a... The TV has never been the focus of my my home life as an adult. We always had the TV running on in the background when I was a kid. Like, it was always on. At my house, it never was. Like, there'd be... Like, I... You know, I'm, I'm a cord cutter now just because I, I had all of the cable channels, but I just wasn't watching them. Like everything was living on my DVR. So no, like, why I do think I do everybody it? hears that point and go, why do I have this? I don't Exactly. Even- I don't sit down and watch anything when it's supposed to be on. So um, that was one of the things that I realized. And I like being able to go, I watch this movie and then the movie's done. And then I can watch the movie again if I choose to, but there's an end point. And series, I think that's part of it is that my brain just goes into overload of sit here and watch these six episodes, sit here and watch this every yeah. week, do it's this. It's like a full yeah. yeah. And so that I think is part of it because there's a lot of series that I liked and just fell off of just because 
my schedule changed or something came up and I fell off them for a little while and just never went back. Not even intentionally, just moved on to something else. And yeah. movies, I'm pretty... I, I mean, when we still went to in-person movies, I was the kind of person that if I knew a Marvel movie was coming up, I would... Buy the ticket well in advance, <laughs> schedule it, knew that I was going to do it, make sure I didn't book a show on that day. You know, maybe I'd go see it again because, you know, my uh, friend group would want to go see it. Yeah. But I like doing that. And with that said, there's some stuff out there now that I know I should be paying attention to because, like, they just announced that they're going, like, the She-Hulk series. I was very excited that they mentioned that. Yes, yeah, they, they came out just recently. Mm-hmm, and so they're that, you know, kind of thing. And it's, I'm going to say her name, is it uh, Tatiana Ma... Uh, from uh, uh, Orphan Black, who I love, and I very rarely have to say her name out loud, so I just messed it up. And for me, I get Orphan Black and Orange is New and Black. And Orange is New Black messed up. No, Orphan Black, which was super dope. It was a super dope sci-fi show. Um, and she's an amazingly talented actress because she has to play um, a variety of herself because it's Orphan about- Black is when she does a the clones. The clones, yeah. Right. So okay. she has to play all these different clones. Yeah. Um, and so she's an amazing actress, so I really am I'm looking forward to She-Hulk. And I like She-Hulk. You know, I'm looking around and you see you have a lot of the DC comics. I'm not a DC comics person. I'm a, no. a Marvel comics person. And so I always like She-Hulk. She-Hulk gets a bad rap, you know, kind and of I always tell And I always tell people before we go to break, um, if you want to know the difference between DC and Marvel, it's simple. If a DC superhero tells you to go to bed, you will go to bed. If a Marvel superhero tells you to go to bed, you go, <laughs> no way. Because right. <laughs> you're, you're kind of like, you're not the best role model. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back more with Miss Shannon. Hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees from the self-titled Billy Dees Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks. Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy D's. I am Billy D's. I'd love to have you listen in. Hi, everybody. This is I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam. Hello. Okay, four things people need to know right off the top, Lisa. Tell them. 20 years, besties. Woohoo! <laughs> Two. We're almost 50. No, Samantha, stop that. Just stop that. You're almost 50. Whatever. Oh. Three, we podcast from my car. We're sitting inside your car right now. Four, we're from Canada. We're from the heart of the prairies. We're from Saskatchewan. And if you're unsure if that's a real place, just Google it. Yeah, but we also bring you a new episode every single Friday. We do. It's about an hour long, but you know what? Time goes by quick because we're just two crazy women bantering, talking about lighthearted topics, talking over each other all the time. We argue, we disagree, but we always go back to laughing. We do. We just want to be the least stressful part of your week. Exactly. So you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, and any other podcast app that you have. We're all over social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're back. Um, I'm going to share a little story because we're talking about superheroes. Right. Now, on the wall here, and I'll put a picture up, we mm-hmm. have Daredevil 213, and that's from the early 80s. And right. what happened was when I went to the local pharmacy store, 
And on the on the comic book rack, all the Batman was gone already. Oh, okay. And so the guy behind the counter goes, "We like Batman, do we? Well, why don't you try Daredevil? It's kind of like Batman. Kind of like, like it. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's dark, and the cover of it, if you look two on three, you look, it's a little, he's on already in the underground, and he right. beats up bad guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, yes. Yeah. So I always have this. He's always in the top five for me, too, Daredevil. Okay. So you like that particular trope, that, that you know, guys who... See, and I and I yeah. think it's interesting. You so you like that basically the well-funded vigilante. That's what yeah. we'll call him, the well-funded vigilante. Well, yeah, because I don't think for me mysticism is such a importance. I That's don't really, fair. I like that it's a little more grounded. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. more, even though it's so kind of you. Yeah. You like that he's you know because the thing that I always liked about Batman, and and, and we'll take the rich guy part of it out. Yeah. The fact that I kind of feel like Batman had to train. So I've always appreciated comic books about people who had to train. And that part, yeah. I think, is interesting. Yeah. My favorite are hybrids. But I remember why I really got into Spider-Man because I was one of those little kids that was super into Spider-Man when I was younger. And I think part of it is because anybody could be... Spider-Man took care of whether there was representation for me when I was a kid. Because yeah. there weren't a lot of black superheroes. There weren't a lot of female superheroes no, that were, were other things. They were problematic, fit, uh, you know, yeah. kind of thing. It was kind of like even, you know, like my cat's name is Luke Cage Skywalker because I'm a fan of Luke Cage. But, you know, it's a black cat who's really whiny. So it's like, like, yeah, so my house pants are like... Shaft with muscles. Right. And that's how a lot of things were. And we've gotten better about that. But even though we didn't know the fact that Spider-Man was one of those 'er ne'er-do-well kids, you know, something super happened. And now he has to figure out how we're going to do. And there was this responsibility. But he also had that mask. So anybody could be Spider-Man. Yep. And I um and that was one of my favorite things about Into the Spider Verse is I think it really explained this like no Spider Man's more than just Peter Parker it's all of these things and so I always was like into that because I mean I had a very good imagination so I was able to put myself in Wonder Woman's shoes kind of but yeah. it wasn't the same as Spider-Man, being Spider Man uh, yeah right and I had this conversation with something else is the difference which really is Spider Man can always be adaptable right it's, it can change into any circumstance and it can always evolve Batman's right. kind of stiff and right. stagnated mm-hmm. you really can't change it they've had other people be Batman it's not the same but you can have other people be Spider Man and it's far more right. accepted it's far mm-hmm. more adapted and then you'll have a different slightly different skill set or a different you know motivation as to yes. why they do whatever they that's do that's why into the spider-verse was i love that i still watch that I you love still that watch movie. it yeah it's I still so watch cute it. i love that movie it's, well it's beyond cute but it's actually wonderful to show the different perspectives right of Spider-Man can be. and it had and it include it has inclusion without saying we're doing inclusion we just have it you know and yes. You know, and you have Miles Morales and you get to see his parent group and that they happen to be diverse as well. And so, I I mean, there's just so much about it. And it's just a neat to look at movie. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, I just thought it was a beautifully done movie for what it was. I took my my second youngest nephew and I think he was fourth grade at the time. I don't Mm -hmm. think he sat down. The <laughs> he was just bouncing the whole time. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of bouncing moments in that. What do you think about have yeah. you seen all the new trailers for the new Robert Pattinson Batman? Now this is now this is interesting because I like what I like about Batman is it could jump into any kind of presentation. It can be gothic or it can be very like uh modern times like Nolan did. Like let's right. put it into real world situations. Or emo like this emo. one looks like. And this this one's one. super emo. Now this one I think what they're trying to do is really present a try to get as much of a horror movie as they possibly can. 
a, a, a bit. Yeah. A bit. Really, you know? ge- like almost like Batman Returns was really kind of right. Awesome. They really want to amp it up as really, let's try to get it to Which be a horror movie. I thought, like, that's what, and I, I don't know where they're at with that Morbius movie, but that's where it seemed like they were going with that one since he's kind of that that Dracula-y type of vampire-y type character. So I'm always curious when they take a spin like this on Batman because there's so many ways, like doing more Batman origin stories, I'm like, okay, we get it. And and he gets to be all vigilante dude because his parents died. I do like it when they present, they tried it in Batman Begins when he's more of a creature and there's a buildup of mythos about him that really isn't true. That there's more well, fear of like instead of like really showing who he is, rather than the chivalry, the knighthood. Right. I like when it's more almost like he, they regard him as a creature. Well, because wasn't there like that spinoff or not? Spin, I don't want to call it a spinoff, but that sub series where it was like the um, mutant Batman ones, where like something happened, where like I don't know, radioactive sludge or something hit him like you always do, and then. <laughs> Now he's like, now Batman's killing people. Like, Batman was like, did that kind of thing. So, but you always have to change it, right? Right. You always have to change So, like, Nolan did the sophisticated, mm-hmm. he knows sophisticated martial arts, and here is a very gritty, grimy. Literally guy linery looking thing. Like, yeah. all that stuff. So, I'm curious to see how that turns out. Because I'll watch yeah. it. I mean, I mean, it's... It's hard to get me not to watch a Batman movie. I mean, I watch all the DC movies, and I think that most of them are trash. Well, I how, hate all of them. How do you know when it's Halloween over there? <laughs> I hate, <laughs> like, I hated, yeah. I hated um, um, Aquaman so much. I hated that movie, and I like Jason Momoa. I like the actors that were in it. But I couldn't stand that movie. I just thought it was poorly constructed, and if you dumb, go, if and you had, lazy. Just lazy. Like I just would agree trying with to, the... Just resting on, here's a handsome man, and he's damp the whole movie. And just rest on that. Like, even their marketing campaigns made me mad as like, a woman who likes those kind of movies. It was so basic and stupid. Let's take Aquaman and make him kind of like Thor. Because right. Thor works. It's we like, like Thor. That's not yeah. Aquaman. And it was this, the base story was so dumb about him being so, this, 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 him and his half brother and this basically, they're just so mad that we put too much single use plastic in the oceans and all this stuff. I get it. That's all sucks. But it was just so loosely constructed that I just couldn't, I, 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 Wonder Woman, I, it in looked, my head. It was too stiff, I think. Wonder Woman? No, or well, Aquaman. The, Aquaman. For something that should have been underwater and flowing and just like it's all stagnated and flat. Yeah, yeah. and it was some and it was way too much talking. And for that movie, because oh, yeah. it was an interesting dialogue. There was one point during it, and I saw it at the Showplace Icon Theaters, which is one of those places that has a bar in it. One of those rest, uh, one of those theaters have a bar. So I went to go get more wine. No, I, I, I didn't get this a good review at all. Yeah, I yeah. went and I got more wine, and I came back, and they were still talking about the same thing. And I was like, are they still talking about this with my friend? That was I, I was just miserable. I, yeah. I gave, I gave two different reviews to Wonder Woman. Um, I gave my review um, as the supporter of female-driven movies version and what I really thought about the way that they told that story. And so those are two different reviews. Um, I think that if you ask me, was it a success? I'll say yes, and I give it a B+. I'll agree with B you plus. there. Um, if I like the way that they, what they gave Gal Gadot to do, 
I give it a C minus. Like I didn't like the the love story. I thought that was lazy and just what we always fall back into. You've known this dude it for wasn't a week. Really convincing, right? You've known this dude for a week, and now you're just like, especially from the society that she drew up. If you're on Themyscira and you're like banging it, and you guys are amazing, yeah. then you meet this dope, and you're. You don't. They just didn't seem on parody. So I'm like, why are you so impressed by this dope that just got here? Right. You know, so, especially if it's the only dude you've. Right. And he's like, you need. You can't even compare. He's why, not. Why like, don't you check out yeah. the rest of yeah. the offer? But Keep looking. Move I agree around. with the, the really the only thing that I loved about the Wonder Woman is her crossing no man's land, and I got the metaphor for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was wonderful how they showed that. Yeah. But. Overall, the movie, and I didn't like the ending. I didn't really? like the that... ending at all. No. I didn't like the ending at all. And 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 the lady comic book fan of me did not like um, the, the. It was it was not only the lady com the lady comedian in me. The jokes were stupid. Like was there, like okay, we had to come back to her and how un, how uncomfortable the dress is. Like everything was just so signposted. I just thought it was lazy, <laughs> and that's what I don't like. I don't like. I mean, I think people like you and I who have been into this these genres since we were little kids, we're very accustomed to explaining to our friends why we like whatever these things are. And they were usually dumb. And then we got used to having some of them be good. And we're like, no, look, see, look, look we make amazing movies. This is movies. what actually it is right. like in the And comic. then something like this or X-Men Apocalypse or something that's just dumb and it, take, it comes out again and then they go, see, your stuff is dumb. And so so I just was like, no, you could do better. I understand that it's a constant battle because you want to present people that don't read comic books that it's... Still really, a good movie. It's a really good content in there. Right. Really, it's not... And people who don't read comics think it's all about being ridiculous. They're so trapped into that. It's the Batman right. TV show all over a bang zoom. Right. No, there are some serious good content there right. that can be projected on. And I'm, you know, okay with a certain amount of of bang zoom. Like that's one of the reasons back to Enter the Spider Verse. I thought it played homage to that enough because the hybrid way that they did the art. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see bits and pieces of that that looked like a comic book turned into a movie. So it's enough of it that I think that it gave justice to all of us that maybe read the comics when we were a kid, but it didn't do so much of it that yeah. other people were like, why am I watching this? It still had all the movement and the motion that you want in one of those things. And I agree a lot of people, and especially a lot of writers, and I don't want to fault them because I get trapped into that they believe tone and theme have to be the same thing. Right. And Zack Snyder's guilty of it. If the tone is dark, then the theme has to be dark. Dark, right. Well, Thor Ragnarok is a dark theme. Your entire world is going to go to end. Right. But the tone of it was right. slap happy, psychedelic fun. Right. And I think that there's there's room to have that because you still want it. I think the the best thing about these genres and part of the reason why I liked them from when I was a little kid is the escapism in it. And so I still want to see a world that may be challenged and may have a sense of danger, but a world that I still want to visit. And now we make some of these worlds so dark that I'm like, there is no way I'm going there. Westeros is for an example. Like I was not into like who wants to go to Westeros? I could not watch. Uh, I I watched part of the first season of Game of Thrones and I tapped out. As much as I like, I literally have a collection of dragons. The way you have comic books, Nick. I okay. have like tiny variety of dragons. You know, in my what house. What is that? What is that? Is? What so I have dragons. Stuff? So dragons are my thing. You know, I've always what been into dragons. Always. Yeah, I've been into dragons. Like from the you know a kid and my mom taking me to. Um, the Renaissance Festival. And because there were worlds that had dragons, and I'm like, that would be the best pet ever. So, like, when 
How to Train a Dragon came out. I didn't have a kid, but I was all into it. I'm like, I would get a pet dragon if I lived. Like, I want to go where you get to have dragons. Um, and there are certain things about that world, or even if we go back to Gotham or Metropolis, or um, uh, there's a place where you go, I still want to go. I want to go into a wardrobe and end up in Narnia. I want to go into, <laughs> I want to go down a hole and I show up someplace and I get to go on an adventure. You know, I want to go into a TARDIS and then go off and see the universe. I want to do those things. So when there's a world that I'm like, it's so dark that nothing ever happens. There's no rays of light. I don't want to go. And that's made me, I mean, and I, it just made me really remember and maybe back to what you were saying, the reason you like Batman, you know, I grew up like we were really poor, you know, kind of thing. My mom thinks my mom, she's very, she's, it's very adorable the way she explains our being poor. (laughs) She's more like, we just went on adventures all the time, but no, we were just, we call it, we call it no money fun. Exactly. Right. We just had to figure out how to be creative and do all these other things. Find a stick in a hole. Exactly. And that, you know, we're like, okay, I'm going to go play in the oleander bushes because I grew up in Arizona. Um, but but you know, it's also, so- I think, it's an attract- an enticement because when you go to shop for comic books, and they're all brightly colored. Right. And then you see somebody that is almost like a bad guy. And he's almost treated like a bad guy, but he does good things. Right. And you're like, ooh, that's... I could maybe do that. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember going, I mean, I was, you know, I'm a book reader nerd, too. And so... I wanted to go to Narnia. I wanted to go to Wonderland. I wanted to go to, you know, be part of the adventures in A Wrinkle in Time. I wanted to do all that stuff and when I, I was a kid. The, even though those movies are good, it doesn't really add up to what's in your mind. Mind, right. It never and will. So, and so those I, books are so good. No matter what they put on film, it's just... Exactly. And so, and there's some that I'm like, I still, like, I think one of the, the examples that I'm okay with is... When, like, I read all of the the Lord of the Rings book when I was a kid. And then, but I do feel like I'm okay when I watch the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, there's something about it that I still go, that looks close enough that my brain goes, oh, okay. okay. That sounds deep, okay. Yeah, and it's hard to explain why I'm okay with certain ones and other, like, there's nothing in the Lord of the Rings movies that takes me out of that world. And... I think it's even like they go too far, like watching all the hobbits and how like the the amount of walking that they actually show, you know, kind of thing. like where I'm going. Yes, I know there is a lot of walking you have to do, and they had to walk every place. So I get it. But yeah, there's no fast forwarding in any of the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit movies. Um, but I think it does kind of do a really good job of encapsulating the the traveling and the expanse of that world. Um and I just remember, like, so many of these movies when I was little, I just wanted to see things that I had read big. So it didn't matter that they were kind of clunky or not quite right. Like, I remember um, the 1970s or 80s version of um, uh, Doctor Strange. And it was super, super cheesy. But I'm like, probably, like, okay, yeah, close yeah, enough, close. you know. Yes. You know, I mean, because I, you know, grew up watching the first sci-fi genre that I was super into was Doctor Who. My mom and I used to watch Doctor Who. And uh, the old Tom Baker one. Yeah, we started at Tom Baker and then uh, our TPT channel, um, yeah. you know, our, our public cha- channel pop went to Doctor Who. Then it went back to John Pertwee. So he's my also like deep in my heart. Like I go back to that. I don't want to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but I, of course I did. Um, uh-huh. Did you know the first episode of Doctor Who happened on JFK's assassination day? I yes, I did read that, and yeah. they were gonna hold it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I, yeah. my wife is a Doctor Who fan, and when we discovered that, it's like that's how long it's been going. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and so you know, we you had 
60 years of stuff that you can go back and watch, right, right. you know? And so, um, there was something about that, even though it was danger and we talked about things teetering on horror, some of those Doctor Who episodes definitely have a horror aspect to them. I'm like, there's a lot of right. you know, like it, it, tension and, 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 and fear and, and, and the fact that it was a kids program in Britain, it's like, okay, you guys got some brave kids because some of those things are scary. And the, the, the appealing aspect is he doesn't, he, he confronts it with not any armor. He's right. almost exposed. Right. And you, especially if you think about his companions, like he's got these people that have no skill set other than they met a dude they met a dude and said okay dude let's let's kick it and they went and now they're like what is this thing trying to murder me and and there is a lot of murder in that show because every episode probably starts with some character that we don't know that well getting killed by whatever the big bad is in the yeah, episode from so american kids like, it's so different like you're not going to suit up battle armor or no, you're going to use punching no, no and the most he's going to do is he's going to think through it like he barely uh, there's very rarely any physicality in it like every once in a while there'll be a sword fight or something and you're like oh okay you know it's my very wife and rarely. I were, were when David Tennant was there uh-huh. and he did like oh you times that he did like this math problems had dumped in and he looked and all of them are amazed he goes what none of you do recreational math anymore <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I like the the humor and the whimsy of that show, and again, very dangerous, quite dangerous. But yeah. you're like, I'd go. I, I if if the TARDIS materialized right now, I would do it. I would go. I would disappear, and I'm like, how can uh, I remember thinking it through when I was a kid? Because you think through all these hypotheticals when you're little. <laughs> like how how could I just know that? As long as I knew my mom wasn't worried. As long as she didn't think that I was dead or kidnapped, I'm like, I'd be gone. So I'm like, do I have time to leave her a note to tell her I didn't get murdered? You know, kind of thing. That As long as she knew I wasn't murdered, you know, because my mom, you know, it was just me and my mom for the longest time. I, you know, single mom until. Yeah, I think that's how they pitched Quantum Leap. Yeah. We're going to do Doctor Who, but it's an American. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great show. And did I think that's And I read all, the, yeah. since I did not, since they didn't really get a chance to end, end right, I read the books and the books were written by the same writers. The books were really good. Of Quantum Leap? Yes. So if you need some compl- some conclusion, you should read the series. Because I think series it was, was one good. of those, I th- one of those shows, and if I remember right as a kid, it was like, they told them, you're done. Yeah. And, and they, had, com- they needed like four episodes still, but they just kind of just had to stop. And you had to stop now. So they're like, look, you're home-ish kind of thing. It was, yeah. yeah. So that was, I remember, and I think you and I are pretty close-ish to the same age. I remember for years, if I liked a show, I knew it was going to get canceled. Because everything, because they weren't really good at sci-fi and fantasy shows. So I did that. I We did a Isn't panel. Of, you could tell. Firefly. We did. a Yeah. I'm you like, this will get five Firefly. episodes. This will get five episodes and they're going to cancel it. So I was just so used to anything that I liked getting canceled because I would go and talk to my friends. Did you guys see this? And they're like, no, because they were watching what everybody else was watching. And I was the only one that wanted to watch this. This show's awesome. Yeah, and they're like, And I thought for sure they were to do that to Lost in the first season. Yeah. I'm surprised how long, because I was like, this is this is not gonna last, right? Because it was confusing, even if you liked it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Oh, then now there's a smoke monster. Cool. Do I need the smoke monster? Or do what? I? You what? Know? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. all I mean. My wife. What? Yeah. Agreed. The yeah. whole time that show. I liked that show though, but I think it's also because there wasn't a lot of those kind of shows. So I think there were other shows that, like now, there's so much content, and I'm happy that there is. But there's so much content. There's shows that I know I probably would like. That I haven't had a chance to jump into. Right, it's like where do you where do you focus right. your laser beam on? I loved the first season of, um, and now my brain just stopped. And I, uh, um, Gerard Way show, um, the Netflix series. Why can't I think of it? 
It's superhero related, but they're not. It's, it's anti superhero related. What is it called? The Boys. No. No, I will. I can't watch. I want to watch the boys, but I haven't. I haven't started because it sounds dark and kind of gruesome. It so is. I keep putting it. Yeah, I keep putting it off. No, um, uh, Hero Academy. Not Hero Academy. That's the um comic book. Um, I'll, I, we'll have to look it up. Why don't we just cut here and then the come back and you can see what yeah. he looks like? I get yeah. the point that it all happened, but yeah. I don't think that watching it is. You know, I. I no, think that it yeah. kind of has a tendency because you can watch it on TV. Some of these things, when we back talk back about, does it desensitize us to seeing things? If you see it and it looks like you know it's just an actor, I think that it makes it should still impact you. And the fact that some people are like, "Oh no, I can just watch all of this," I'm like, I can't. It just it hits me, and even though I know it's a show, I I feel it too much. So I just don't do those things. Anymore. I know I, I had that deep profound because like and you watch Hellraiser and Pinhead never touches anybody. Nope. But it's nope. it's the idea that you believe that you what's, get it yeah, right. Yeah, you but get he doesn't it. touch anybody. Right. He's just going to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. And I stopped watching those. Like the last horror, like full on. Well, it's yeah, been, because we got it's been years since I watched horror. movies. We got hit over the head as kids with yeah. the horror movies. Yeah, and I have friends that are super into that genre. I'm so over it that I even things that aren't quite horror, I don't watch anymore. <laughs> So I haven't seen any of the Jordan Peele movies, you know, kind of thing, because I'm like, nope, it's scary. I don't do it. You know, I haven't seen Cabin in the Woods and I'm a Joss Whedon fan, you know, before we found out that he oh, might be probably. And that has a little bit of funny. In exactly. It, right? yeah. And so usually I'm like, OK, you know, I've had actor you know, or actor and writer friends here in town that have asked me to be in things. And if it's a horror, I'm like, I don't do horrors. I just don't. And yeah. like, I'm like, unless it's going to be hilarious, I just don't. I'm not doing anything murdery either. You know, kind it, of it's, it's just. It's not, but it's not you. No, That's it. And we're no, and it's it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I watch lots of corny shows. Like I've been to, speaking about murders, I'm really into the British show Midsummer Murders. <gasps> but but you don't see any. I mean, even when you see the murders, the... you know that the person was murdered, but you don't have to see any graphic murdering happening. And yeah. plus, it doesn't impact me as profoundly as when I'm watching like even a Criminal Minds episode or something because when you watch Criminal Minds you're like oh my gosh that guy might actually show up at my house Midsummer Murders it's talking about stuff like like one of my favorite episodes is talking about the black market orchid trade you know or they're like <laughs> you know or there's like choirs that have beef you know and yeah. that kind of thing so you're like okay that's fine I'll watch that and you're like wow she got really mad over that no, choir I, I've always, the bell ringers are just pissed at each other you know like kind of stuff like that so most of them are fine I've always a fan of those murder mysteries mm -hmm. and those noirs and I, that's why my book is always the yeah. pulp comic noir yeah. murder mystery kind of a whole mixture I think that's fantastic though yeah. like my girlfriend's really into old school pro roles and so i rewatched that oh yeah and so i the david you know, sush yes and yeah. so she was like we were talking to her about it and so she's like oh yeah because same thing when i asked you what do you want to talk about when you come on the show she's like let's talk about these old murder mysteries and i was like oh i'll talk about old school pro row all day that was fun um but again such great personality yes and so it's very particular. and very character driven and so now because we have computers it's like it's like it's very difficult to find both you know, it's either super awesome to look at or it's neat to to follow the story. But I don't know if we very often bridge both You're of right. those things. You're right. As soon as he brought that up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I often, and I watch a lot of these things too. I'm trying to think of anything that I'm like, this is very well constructed and looks good. You know? So, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'll say Black Panther. I kind of felt like that. Like I felt like it, it, it developed a lot of characters that we normally don't develop. 
Um, but it's funny. There were some of those things that I thought some of the fight scenes looked kind of cheesy. Like, and I think you it's see probably them, like we talked about that you go kind of a little bit comic booky. Yes. And so some of them or there's one part where uh, it was too CGI that I would rather them have just made it them fighting in a desert and not all of this. OK, heard, well, we yeah. have to show that they're actually superheroes. So they can fat, fight while they're falling down into this chasm and what goes on. That was a little too much. So yeah. that's one of the only scenes in it that I'm like, eh, on this whole one. <laughs> Ah, I fast forward through that scene. Well, I'll, are you looking forward to the the Kenneth Branagh death on the Nile? Yes, to see the Agatha Christie. I mean, of... but I, I mean, I, I like, I like, I like Kenneth Branagh, and I like the stuff that he does. I like all of his remakes of like the old Shakespearean things. Yes. I was not a big fan of the last um, murder on the Orient Express. It was fine, but I might just be yeah. too close to still thinking that it needs to be all be David Suchet. Or something like that. And it's hard. Yeah, Because he's hard. done such a wonderful job, and that's how he's right. described in the book. Yeah. That and what so Kenneth it Brown does, it's like, this is not... And I think he's a it. wonderful actor, you know? So yeah. I just was like, hmm. And if you read Murder in the Arctic Express, the, the whole point of it, it gets lost. Because you, you know the right. final outcome, and so the whole, what the look of it is. and how Yeah, goes. I mean, it was yeah. it, it's a very, a, a pretty movie. Um, I, I think that it's a little, for what it was... Too celebrity star based. That's yeah, I think is what took me out of it too. And and like it was like oh I get to see X in it, and I would have rather just seen somebody that I barely knew, like a bunch of men level. Yeah. Um, I think that would have taken me out of it less. Like it's it's easier if you see like a Knives Out mm-hmm. where they're all famous, but they're so stylized in those characters that they didn't seem like it was just and that person what, playing this. And I think and, what the Murder on the Orient Express wanted to be. Was yeah, and like it's that. not. You know, and yeah. I feel like it's still, oh, that's clearly what this person, like it was too much the person with an outfit on versus the character yeah. in that one. So I kind of was like, eh. Oh, I love how Knives Out is bookend. Yes! I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Knives Out is wonderful. <laughs> so um, I have to ask you, um, what do you think of the new, because obviously you've seen the trailer for Dune. Mm-hmm. And you like sci-fi. You know, I I like it. I like it. And I think it's because it's been a really long time. Like, I've seen the the other Dune film. My mom, yeah. we had that. And so I'm sure I've seen it a hundred times or it played at least a hundred times in the background while I was around. Yeah. It's been a really long time since I saw it. Um, I was super young when it came out. Um, and so then I reread the books when I got older. So it looks... Like what I think that desert planet should look like. That's what I. It I've looks read the, yeah. arid and dry, and the look of that seems right. And I think yeah. that's part of it. It's been long enough, like that. You know, back to the. We have a Batman movie every two years, so it's like okay, I haven't had enough time to cleanse my palate from the last one. <laughs> I've had enough time to cleanse my palate from the other Dune films, and I'm not gonna go like you don't sound like Sting. You know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, you know, why is Sting with his shirt? Exactly, shouting things, you know, kind of thing. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna make any of those comparisons. So I think that it, I'm I'm okay with it. I think I'm excited to see how this goes. And you know, this is only just the first half of the yeah, book, this, right. so they're gonna go really into deep, right? And I think um, you have to because that's a confusing story. So I think the yeah. whole begin, I think the whole movie is just mm-hmm. the entrapment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the next movie is how the greatest upset of all right. time happens, right? So we'll see some some sandworms and some other things here because yeah. I know that's what people are gonna they know that's what people are waiting for. But um, 
but I the don't intrigue think... evolved with that story, I think, is what they're fo- focusing on. The 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 what the space opera ness of it. It seems like they're taking the time to do, and I would rather them do that than just throw it together because that's a risk. If it's not going to be flashes and bangs, that's what they, I think people normally think they want. So having a very slow developing sci fi, right? Is I'm, a yeah, gamble. that's that's hard, you know, and 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 especially if you read the book. It, there's a lot more to his Paul's mom mm-hmm. that ever gets put into the movies that right. I really think they need to address. Yeah, so I think I, I am hopeful for it, and I do have the attention span to give it the, the shot. And I think that people who know it will, and I will honor the fact that you're like, yeah, this one has to move slow. Um, but we'll see, because there's yeah. some movies where I'm just like, well, this didn't, this shouldn't have been a movie. Um, <laughs> it should have been a series. Like, they should have put this on stars, like they I, did with American Gods. It shouldn't have been, like, American Gods would have been a terrible movie, because they would have had to shove all that stuff yeah, into that it. Gaiman, it yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have made sense. Um, like, Especially when you're reading, like, oh my God, that's, uh, yeah, that's Odin. Exactly. So you have to let some of those things pop up over time and have it make sense. So if yeah. it was trying to hodgepodge that all into three hours, it wouldn't have made sense. And, and like, I think um, Chuck Palahniuk, who did, uh, who wrote Fight Club mm-hmm. and his book, Beautiful, I think it's called Beautiful Creatures, mm-hmm. um, where the woman is, was a supermodel, but she was so repulsed, she cut her face up and everything. Oh. But the reveal after that, you can't do it as a movie because no. when you read it and then her mind gets corrected and it's like, oh, and that gets right. Or they did the movie called Perfume, where uh, Dustin Hoffman is a perfume artist. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do smells in a movie. No, it doesn't translate very well. I mean, you no. can talk about it, but right. In the book, it but goes very details it. about yeah. the smells and how it intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And I think that's false flat. Yeah, there's right. some stories that are just not going to. Yeah, like every once in a while, you see a book that you're like, okay, they're gonna make a movie out of this, and then you're like, that's not gonna work. And I, I, I know as someone, I'm like, I've read that book. That's not going to make sense, you know. Right. Um, and and I might have to have you look this one. What was the one with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey? Because I had read those books too and now. Dark Tower. Uh, the dark, Oh, yes. Yeah. Stephen King's Dark Tower. Yeah. Though, terrible movie. The good actors. Are so good. Yeah, exactly. But they're complex and they take time. That yeah. needed to be a series, I think. Yeah, the beginning you know, of it. It took forever for him to write the books. Like I'm, the books came out all staggered and weird, if I remember correctly. But so, that, the beginning of the dark the gunslinger walking through the and then these things are following. He doesn't know and then the right. whole journey and then he picks up a Bob mm-hmm. Dylan tape and like, what world are you, you in? That all exactly. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I'm watching Idris Elba, who I love Idris Elba. And I'm just like, I felt like Idris Elba was doing his best to make it still make sense. And then Matthew McConaughey just figured out it was dumb and just phoned in the rest of the time. Because Matthew McConaughey did not look like he wanted to be in that movie. I went to the movie and I was going, you're you're cramming 10 books into two hours. Right. And a short movie for what a movie was too. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't think it made sense either. And that was one of those ones that I kind of went into it thinking... Oh, this is going to be, this can't be right. But it has Idris. And I, I'll watch Idris in just about anything. Except yeah. Cats. I was going to watch Cats. You haven't seen it yet? No. But I was going to like just make it like a drink at the ridiculousness. You, and I my girlfriend talked to. me out of it. Oh. Yeah. She's like, no, it's still, it's so much of a waste of your time that even making it a no, drinking thing is so a, bad. Well, yeah, I... I've done that filter before when it's like something's so bad. I, I have to force myself. Yeah, I thought it was so bad that it would be campy bad. And she said, no, it's just bad. And so yeah. I haven't 
put it on the list because there was other stuff I wanted to see more. But I didn't like the musical. I've seen the musical, and I didn't like that. No, so. I do like it is because he made famous. He made famous from the TV show Luther. I mean, mm-hmm. That's a crime story, and I love his personality. Luther. I love his personality. I love yeah. Luther. I, you know, I, I like him in a lot of movies. Like he, yeah. you know, even Molly's you game, know, even as as Heimdall and all the stuff. I like. I watch him in anything. You know, kind of thing. He's a very good rapper and DJ as well. Just so you know. What? Yeah, his little side project. Okay, I'm going on Spotify right yeah, now. Yeah, so you can go find him. Like he's like, yeah. Every once in a while, he'll show up, show up and like DJ at a club. Um, look for a song. Was, yeah. Look for a song called Boasty. Boasty. Um, that kind of thing. It is not suitable for work. There's swear words in it, but it's a super cool um, British rapper, and uh, and Sean Paul's on it. And so, but Idris. <laughs> Idris is super dope in the video as okay. well. Like I use Boasty as one of my mental walk-up songs when I have a show. It's a very empowering type thing. Yeah, it's like when in my head I'm like, I am Boasty. I am quite Boasty. Um, so yeah, so I, there's some people that I give that pass to and watching just about anything. And even if I know it, even if I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be trash. He's kind of one of those people that I'm like, I like you. I'll just watch your, <laughs> I'm glad you got paid. I want your movie to make money. So I'm going to go <laughs> watch this movie. Um, Miss Shannon, mm-hmm. thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. This I appreciate it. I appreciate sure. it. So thanks for letting me ramble about what I watch and what I don't. <laughs> I know this will be very, it'll be gone very smooth. We are very talkative people and mm-hmm. it'll just go wonderful. And I will thank you for coming on. My we definitely absolute have to come pleasure. back and we have to do this again. Definitely. I love, I love talking anything with you. It's right. fun. Oh, you're wonderful. Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate you. Um, as of course, you know, it's not over to the guest says it's over. First, go to my website, MissShannon.com, Shannon with an A, and now it can be over. There. <laughs> I love